when was the kid? Is that next? What's that? The kid. His daughter? No, no, the kid that, that was getting, he gets the porn mag and everything. Was that the very beginning or was that after those two are introduced? No, the kid with the porn mag was when, right, he was looking at the porn mag when Misty Mountain crashed through the, right. yeah, but, that was the very beginning of the movie. I know, but we didn't talk about it. We totally skipped, we kept talking about the opening without ever saying what really happened. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck do we do that for? I don't know. Grudge. I'm Corey Cole. I'm Freddie Woff. Is this our first Shane Black movie? It is, man. Shane Black. Shane Black. We have for you today. Fuck, I love this awesome, movie. My number two that year, The Nice Guys, with, the, with Senior Russell Crowe and Senior Ryan Gosling. Yeah, man. I got to love this movie. This is probably, this might be my favorite movie from 2016. It is. I saw it in a theater yeah. in New Orleans. Mm. Uh, the f- second day it was out because I think I flew there on Friday and I saw it on Saturday. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, God, I love this movie. It's another one of those silver picture produced movies, just like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, that is so damn good and yet nobody saw it. Yeah, man, it's weird. Like I felt like this movie, this movie had hit written all over it, and right. it just I don't know, man, just uh, had weird. had nice guys been released. After La La Land, I think, yeah, I think they would have had an easier time promoting it, right? And marketing it. Also, why did they release it in May? I don't it's weird. know. It's, I, but I guess you know when are you going to release it? There's none of that. There, there used to be that uh, kick off the summer, but now it's in February. Right. Well, yeah, because well, the original Deadpool came out and and John Wick Black Panther and John Two came out in March. Yeah, Black Panther. Yeah, but see, Black Panther though was really they're chasing a through line yeah, yeah, for story sure. for that. Of but, course, but I kind of I don't know, man. It's just me, or does somebody have a problem with Shane Black? I he based on what I've heard lore wise about Shane Black and his business. I, yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if he you know if he burned some bridges. I mean, this is like a $50 million movie. It's not like it, they no. didn't shoot it. I mean, they, 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 there's some serious production value in this yeah, movie. Yeah, well, I mean, just in, in Kiss, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was the same thing. They yeah. had, it's funny, you, you have a very um, similar casting with the two leads that you got in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, yeah, for sure. You've got Russell Crowe, and just like with Val Kilmer and Kiss Kiss, they both have a, they're trying to climb back into that level that they've been known to be at. Now, granted, Val Kilmer's never won any Oscars and Russell has. Correct. But it's still the same kind of casting where Shane likes to use faces that you know, but aren't, you know, that actually assist them with their budget. <laughs> they're not, they're not going to tax your budget too much by putting more well-known people in there, which they incur, of course, can turn market. But it, these two are so 
fucking good together. Yeah, man. I mean, that's what I, I think that's what it all comes down to in these Shane Black movies is the chemistry of the right. leads. And right. he's not necessarily concerned with like casting the hot face at the moment. Right. Uh, I mean, Gosling is kind of in the, you know, it's funny because Gosling is kind of, to me, he's like another, he's, it's, it's like Brad Pitt. Like he's got, he's like leading man looks, but he's best as a character actor. Yeah. Cause I always find Ryan is awesome. Um, I, I don't know for me, like I don't, uh, the movies I like of Gosling, they're more where he is like, it's this type of movie where he's not, he's not carrying the entire movie on his back right? and he's allowed to have fun and not be, you know, a handsome, you know, cause he's a great, he's a good looking guy. Right. And a lot of times, you know, you know, good looking guys, you know, they end up like Victor Mature, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You don't, it's, but I mean, he's really good in this movie. It, Love him. It and, and we talked yesterday, or maybe it was Sunday, and just in text about you not liking Drive, and that's fine. That's not what I'm not making a point of making. I worked no, on I Drive, like, so I got to. I know it's not the movie I remember us making. But there's allowed. things I don't like about it, but yeah, yeah no, I but, don't. But I'm bringing it up because there's not very much that he's done that I don't have, you know, a liking for or all the way to loving for. Um, but like to to your point, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He's he's not the only person carrying that movie. He's not carrying the movie all on his own. Obviously Harrison's in there and, and uh, Jared Leto and other people, but just like those movies, these, the main focus is this chemistry between Russell Crowe and, yeah. and Ryan Gosling and the, and character actors surrounding them. By the way, I want to jump ahead. I didn't know until this viewing this morning that that was Gil Gerard. Oh God, really? I did not, oh my gosh. And after that, once I realized it, the rest of the way, I'm like just staring at the screen going, what happened to you, Buck? What happened? He's old. He's 75 years old. <laughs> but I just, maybe because I hadn't seen any recent pictures for him uh, and seen, I'm like, oh my God, he's bald. What happened? Oh, well, you know, I mean, he was always, like, look back at Buck Rogers. It doesn't surprise well, no, me that he, he was, was, no, it's true. It doesn't surprise me. He had that, you know, his hair was like kind of always, it's like that 70s hair, like, you know. It's weird. It looks like it's very fine, I would say. He had fine hair even back then. He had a lot of it, but it was fine. Him and so, the majors. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, man. Weird, right? The right. Gil Gerard. That was great. I, I remember was, in the theater, I was like, holy fuck, is that Gil Gerard? Do you know when I, you know why I realized it this time and not previous? Seven or eight times I've seen the movie, seeing his name in the opening credits. Oh, yeah. That was just, I didn't catch it before. And this time I was like, what? Because he... There's a thing about chain black openings, and it doesn't matter if it's something he's only written like Lethal Weapon, but the opening crests for Lethal Weapon are a lot like the opening crests for this. Yes. Where there's just something, there's you're seeing things happen, but they're throwing up the credits in between. So much like a television show, like a 70s television show. No, 100%. And also, I got to say again, excellent use of needle drops in this movie. Phenomenal. We start Phenomenal. with Temptations, Papa was a Rolling Stone. So good. I mean, and it's, and it's, it's motivated. It's coming from the stereo in the car. What? Yes. It's not just dropped in the middle of a birth scene. Are you trying to tell stupid. me that, that there is a song in a movie that wasn't driven by the fact of its availability and actually for its use in story, telling the story? Correct. Wow. I am telling you that. <laughs> and that's kind I of... I didn't know that was done. Because of really, right? Because again, like you're saying, it's similarly the weapon. We get Amanda Hunsecker jumping off the building as we're hearing Bobby Helms' Jingle Bell Rock. Right. And it, it's similar opening uh, in Nice Guys. 
And, you know, again, all the needle drops in this, you know, it's weird. I'm going to say it right now. I wasn't going to say it because I'm, but this movie, dude, I would pair this movie. I mean, it'd be a long day. <laughs> it would be a long double feature, but I would pair this movie with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Dude, that would be a really long day. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, but I'm, they're very like, you know, uh, like if you like one, I can't imagine you wouldn't like the other. Yeah. And I have to say, sidebar. I watched it for a third time the other day. Mm-hmm. Once. Is it on? Is it on? Uh, it's digital right now. Oh, okay. And I think it comes out. Um, yeah, like on the next, 10th or something. Next week. Well, a week from, yeah, a week, week after, from the, we have the yeah. Killer Man open. Yeah. Comes out, yeah. Oh, look, I'm just, it's, we'll just leave it at that. That's why I, that's why I didn't want to say it. Because I don't, yeah, like, yeah, I don't. Uh, it's better than my first and second viewing, so go figure. Yeah, I mean, look, it's one of those movies. I feel like I'll probably like I I saw it the first time and I thought it was I thought it was good. The second time I liked it a little bit more. There were things, you know, I'd be curious to see what my third viewing of it was, would be like. Um, but I do like it, and I felt like watching this. And it's not just because Margaret Qualley's in both movies, Who, who's adorable, dude. She's I mean, she's as fantastic in this as she is in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, maybe even better just because there's more of her in this movie. I think, and there's no focus on her bare feet. No, I like the bare feet. I thing. know. I'm just being. I'm just taking a shot at Tarantino. <laughs> it's okay. You could take a shot at me too, because I did. They didn't have enough feet shots. Well, and, but here's the thing. Out of those, I mean, I'm, I'm going to stay on there just for long enough so we can talk about her. At least Tarantino's obsession with feet, yeah, up works in 1969. Yeah, for sure. Because everybody's nobody's wearing shoes. Yeah, yeah. And that's just, that's just seeing her bare feet fits within the 1969 yeah. whole free spirit kind yeah, of. Yeah, man. Nobody line. was wearing shoes. Nobody was wearing shoes. Right. In this movie, she's just adorable. Well, the, you know, she the whole movie kicks off with, uh, well, how will we start this? Our first introduction is to Jackson Healy, right? We meet, uh, which is played by Russell Crowe. Do we see him first? Yeah. I believe oh, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, because we're getting right? a little VO from there's him. A, there's a voiceover. Let's pretend like I saw it this morning. Yeah, there's a voiceover. <laughs> and he's talking about, you know, how he makes a living. He just a, he just a dude that takes money to beat people up now, man. Yeah. And he follows his, he's, he follows this little girl, 13 years old. And right. she's, and we're getting a little voiceover from him talking about how kids are fucked up these days. Messed up these kids are. And she's getting in the car with some 30 year old dude. And Cause he's got good weed. Cause he's got good <laughs> weed. He follows him back to his place, uh, to, to the, the pedophile's house. He's on a stakeout. He's kind of waiting for things to just, cool down. Just, he's just sitting off to the side while the dude's inside with his, with the 13-year-old girl, and he's just eating peanuts and throwing the shells <laughs> under the guy's car seat or through the dude, open window. Yeah. Uh, this might be one of my favorite Russell Crowe performances. Oh, dude, he's so good in it. You know, I mean, this, that's saying a lot because I love him in almost everything. And this goes back to what we were saying before, like uh, about like with Kaminsky method or anything like that. You you don't think, you think you don't like a somebody based on their his historical performances or whatever, but, or whatever it is that you, this is, this is, and then I'm going to agree with you. This is my favorite Russell Crowe per- performance. I can't even... Performance. Yes. Coffee. Uh, coffee. I mean, he's great in it. I mean, dude, it's it, it, just his reactions, the little nuances. Uh, you know, I, I love the fact that we're cutting back and forth between him throwing the peanut shells in the car and we're sitting and he's in, you know, and inside this creepy 30-year-old dude is smoking a joint with a 13-year-old girl with braces on and short shorts and... 
and, and he says, I'm the man. And she's like, you're the man. You're the man. <laughs> and then, the man? You're the man. Thank God she got up and left because they must have either already done what they were going to do. I'm glad they didn't get into showing it because that would have been a little too weird. Um, although we, <laughs> the movie definitely doesn't shy away from weird sexual Los Angeles, 1978, uh, which is all, it's all the better for it. She gets up, she gets on her bike and pedals away. Right. You already know she's 13 because they say she's 13, yeah. but then she gets on a bike that says she's nine. Yes, totally. Just to kind of sell the point. Just sell it to how fucked up this guy is. So then Crow Jackson Healy makes his way up to the door, knocks on the door, guy opens the door, and he says, you the man? And he's like, well, gives him a look of like, what? What? And he just pulls back <laughs> and lays out. And Russell Crowe's already. Brass had, knuckles. He's already got big mitts anyway. <laughs> and then he's got oh. brass brass knuckles surrounding it. And he just punks him. Stay away from little girls. And walks away. Yeah, dude, it's the greatest thing ever. I'm like, Dude, I wanted to say, I literally think I might have like yelled in the theater at that moment. It was so great. And when he punches the guy. It. it it's just a comma, and then he puts a period on by saying, stay away from little girls. And I'm going to say, dude, I know firsthand, Russell Crowe, has, his hands are like a baseball glove. I they must, are. I he put his hand on my shoulder, dude, and it's like, his, he's got big hands, so I would not want to be hit by his hand, much less his hand wearing a giant pair of brass knuckles. When I saw it in the theater, I thought, where did they have to get those brass knuckles custom made? Oh, they did, for sure. <laughs> he, see, he has brass knuckles, but he... Seems like I mean you're 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 corroborating what I had already felt. He's got the kind of hands that don't need them. Nope, dude. He, his <laughs> like his balled up fist is the size of a softball. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. So you know, if you took a softball and you 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 belt you you melded it with a pair of brass knuckles, go hit yourself in the face with it. That's that, what it's like. That's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So look, that's our introduction to Jackson Healy, and that's our introduction to the beginning of the movie. Right. Now we cut to Gosling. Right. Sitting across from this crazy lady. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or a potential client. You you have a Shane Black tone set. Right there and there. Even, Stay away from little girls. <laughs> exactly. Boom. And that's a common theme throughout all his movies. Yeah. Starting with Lethal Weapon. Just scripted, but starting with Lethal Weapon and underage girls and all that kind of stuff. Well, yes. Into Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Right. And long Kiss Good Night. All of it. Yeah. He, he's... Definitely got somebody in his life that was affected that way because he writes it in almost everything he does. Sometimes it's a little more obvious, like with Kiss Kiss, but sometimes it's not. So when we cut to Ryan Gosling sitting with some old lady in her living room, keep in mind, too, we didn't even point this out. This is 1977. So this is the first thing he's put out, right, that it's actually a a period piece because everything he's done was supposed to be set in today, today's time, right? Everything he's done. Yes. I mean, inclu- I mean everything, even from when he's something he's written all the way through. Shane? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's ever gone. He, he's never written a period movie. No, no, I not before, did, not, not before this. I mean, this is kind of his ode to like the Rockford files is what I feel like. This it is really, like, this yeah, is like, yeah. this is like, this is like Jim Rockford. It's like a two hour and 14 minute love letter to the Rockford files. There's one thing that Shane Black is brilliant at is the buddy cop movie. I mean, that's where he, Got his start. It was writing Lethal Weapon. Well, selling Lethal Weapon because everything he does with that is where he's his, he's his most successful at, yes. at storytelling. Say what you want about Iron Man 3. You know, he's got his kind of hands tied. He, he was allowed to do a lot more than most directors. 
In and, the, and I think that was Robert Downey Jr. saying, this is what we want to do. And Marvel right. just did it. Well, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. wouldn't be Iron Man without Shane Black. Right. Let's just get that out of the way yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. It was, you know, Shane was doing him a solid by putting him in Kiss Kiss because no, he was Dude, he was He was not bankable. He was not bankable. And uh, Zodiac and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang are the movies that right. put him back in like exactly. the irrelevant land. The funny thing is, of course, with Iron Man 3, he returned the favor. Yeah. Because who was going to hire Shane. Shane Black, much less for a movie like that? Right. So, yeah, this movie set in 1977. So the decor of, you didn't really, you saw it a little bit with the intro to Russell Crowe with the cars and they're kind of selling that a little bit, but you can kind of get away with it. There was no focus on the car. But once you're sitting in the living room of this woman. Yeah, man. <laughs> you're realizing that, oh, this is a dated piece. Right. I mean, you get it in the opening. The it opening says it's with, 1978. Oh, did they say that? Yeah. And then also the, the 1970s Warner Brothers logo at the beginning was kind of 77. Yeah. Because they were showing off the 1978 cars. Yep. But they, they give you that in the beginning. Right. And also, I forgot to point out that amazing beat-up Hollywood sign long before it was yeah. fixed. Right. The Hollywood sign used to look like utter Like it was shit. falling over. <laughs> because it was. Yeah, exactly. Man, let me forget that part. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Story, 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 story. So this old woman, older woman, is telling Ryan Gosling's she's character. She's missing person. She's hired him because he's a PI. I'm trying to find my husband. <laughs> I haven't seen my husband, Frank. Fred. He's, Fred? Yeah. yeah. Fred. Fred. I should remember that, right? Fred. <laughs> I haven't seen my husband, Fred. It's been a while. Gosling is making his notes and kind of looking at the room, just taking an inventory and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And he looks up and he does a double take because he sees the urn sitting above the fireplace on the mantle. And yep. it says, Fred, whatever the dude's last name is. Well, how long has it been? Um, Ever since the funeral. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, dude, I mean, he's doing some great acting with, I mean, dude, it's all on his face. It like, is. He's and not saying anything. Like we talked about with Bruce Willis in the past, where Bruce Willis in Pulp Fiction, when he's getting his rundown with Marcellus, making their, making their deal for him to throw that fight, he says so much more in his eyes and is just, yeah, same thing with Ryan in this situation. Like I said, it's one of those ones where, yes, he's still a good looking Ryan Gosling, but now we're seeing a performance from him that we've never seen before. Just that whimsical kind of Looney Tunes kind of, tone we just weren't seeing from him before right but it also tells us so much more about him if he's taking that kind of a case he's not the he's not a very successful private investigator if these are the kind of jobs that he's taking right and he gladly takes their, her money yeah because he's that kind of private investigator. yeah man he's not a good person <laughs> he ask his not. daughter <laughs> he's not but in russell crowe's character you know what he's you think oh man he's just fighting a good fight but you realize that he's just like Gosling. He takes anything for a buck. For money. He's like yeah. going, and I will fulfill my obligation because yeah. I was paid to. Right. They're like, you know, they're like broken dudes. They do, they both do have a code of honor. Maybe, maybe uh, Crow's feeling a little bit more at this point because he's a little older than uh, Holland March. Right. Um, but yeah, for sure. They're, they're very similar. Right. Opposite ends of the, opposites attract. Right. So, so he takes his, he, he gladly takes the case knowing damn <clears> well. He's just taking this woman's money. Yeah. Because there's nothing to do. For, there's nothing. She's old. What else she going to do with it? Right. Insurance money because her husband's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I found him. He's right there. And then, uh, she didn't tell me he was dead. So after we cut, we, we cut away from Gosling after he's taken his job. And now we see uh, you know, Russell, Russell Crowe's character. Jackson Healy. Jackson. We cut from Ryan Gosling and uh, we see Jackson Healy, Russell Crowe, going to meet some girl. 
And we don't know who that girl is, we but she hands she... him a little cute little piggy post-it. <laughs> yeah. And it's and then something written on it. And you do a little insert shot and you see what it is. She's basically hiring him. To discourage somebody else from finding her. Yeah. Someone's yeah. been following her and she's not happy about it. She's scared. Right. She's super scared. And this is where we find out this that. This is where we meet Margaret Qualley. Yes. And she's wonderful. And this is just a just a taste because she has come back later on. And that do-gooder, Russell Crowe, you think he's fighting the good fight. We find out, oh my gosh, he is just like Ryan Gosling because, <laughs> because this poor girl hasn't come up with all the money that he quoted her. This is what I need from you. And he, she was short of like, I don't know, $4 or something. Right. Like something absurd. And he's like, and he's not going to take the job over $4. It was like 200. She had like 196 bucks. Yeah. And she goes, no, I needed $4 for gas. <laughs> And at that time, which I love the fill it, probably fill the car. It would have put about six gallons of gas. It would have filled a Cadillac. Of course, he would have had to get into a fight too while he's in line waiting for gas during the gas dude, crisis. Dude, right? I mean, they, I see again another. There's another thing. It's just like this movie. There's so much going on. If you've ever been to Los Angeles in the last 15, 20 years, and those were that was your first time coming to L.A. and you're kind of going sightseeing, what you're seeing in this movie is exactly how it looked. 20 years before you came through here. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a shit show. Right. It was terrible. I mean, they've done some amazing job cleaning up that area, but they also, in this movie, did an amazing job banging it dirty again. Well, they shot it in Atlanta. It was one of the things they did. Well, it's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't shoot it here in Los Angeles, so that's what's weird. Well, yeah, and there's a, there's enough but here. They did, dude, they did a great job. Yeah, there was, and again, being somebody that's been in this town since I was six months old, it's hard to fool me on a lot of things. I remember something too well, but they did a great job between really well oh. done visual effect comping with Dude. actual stuff, plates that were shot here. Man, driving down Sunset Boulevard, past Tower Records, Jaws 2, Billboard above the... right And right behind it, Airport 77. Yeah, man. I mean, look, they did a really great job of, you know, recreating Los Angeles. That yep. doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. It, it didn't exist 10 years ago. <laughs> it hasn't existed since like 19... Dude, I'd say it hasn't existed in 25 years. Yeah. I was weirded up by the, the other day, about me two weeks ago, and I was driving down Sunset. The Tower Records was... was The side of the building paint was redone. It says Tower Records now, and it's something else that's going on there. That wasn't there. That wasn't done like that. No, they set it, they, they set it up like that as part of the, the historical... And yeah. somebody else shot there. Uh, when we were doing video syncrasy, we were actually oh. going to shoot the Tower Records, and we were going to put the sign back. We were actually going to redress the inside of it as Tower Records. Oh, man. Because there was a whole sequence that took place there. So she take, he, he takes the money, reluctantly. <laughs> right. It's very similar to we saw him with the uh, the other guy. I'm the man. Are you the man? <laughs> he knocks on the door and Gosling is like wandering around half dressed, kind of kind of half drunk, I'm guessing. Yeah. Making himself his, you know, because he's an alcoholic. We forgot to point that out. He's got a drink in his hand almost. If he doesn't have a drink in his hand, he's searching for a drink yeah. to put in his hand. So he's, you know, he's kind of running around. Crow comes into the house and starts sort of forcing the issue and asking questions. And uh, Gosling's like, oh, please don't hurt me. <laughs> Because <laughs> he knows what's coming, he he recognizes the muscle, and he. Yeah. So we have a little comic back and forth. Uh, you know, we think that uh, Gosling's just gonna roll over on his client. He's like, "Why are you following Amelia? I've been paid." Da, da, da. You know, and he kind of spills the beans that he was hired by her aunt to find uh, Misty Mountains, who's the girl who died in the car accident at the beginning. And he's like, "You just gave up your client. I didn't just. You just did. You just gave her up without anything." Yeah, and Crow turns for a second. Gosling goes for a gun in the cookie jar, and he gets bitch slapped and knocked to the ground. Right. So he gets all his information out of it, and he's like, 
look, before I go, give me your arm. <laughs> yes. So he's like, no. And there's a little bit of scuffle. And he's like, tell your doctor you have a spiral fracture. He snaps his arm. He twists it and spiral fractures his uh, radius. And he screams. Dude, he screams. Oh, it's the best scream ever. And he does it one other time in the movie. It's hysterical. He well, th- th- Again, that's what I love about Gosling. A handsome dude who's not afraid to like be a character. and he, any, He's not afraid to look no. dumb or look stupid or silly no. or whatever. I mean, he's, you know, he's going right. for it. He's fully invested right. in what he's doing. He doesn't care about how he looks. That's why he made the notebook. Yes, totally. Never seen it. <laughs> but I'll take your word for it. Uh, I've not seen it. So Healy goes back to his place. Right, which is right above the comedy store. Right, right above Mitzi Shore's old haunt. And they're doing this crane shot so you can see the marquee of the the, yeah. the comedians that are performing. Yep. Get the likes of Tim Allen. Again, more it's more for the old people. Yeah, man. It's 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 it's, it's so multiple viewings. This is this is again this is a movie that you need to see more than once. Like all Shane Black movies. Right. There's, I mean, dude, I've seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I don't know, fucking 10, 15 times yeah. at this point. And yeah. there's always something, I always discover something new in it. Always. And I discovered, there were things I discovered this time walking, going through nice guys that I hadn't. Yeah. So Russell, you know, in this case, Jackson Healy's going upstairs to his apartment carrying a case of Yoohoo. Now he's got a case of Yoohoo because as he was leaving Gosling's house, Right. He runs into Gosling's daughter, oh, who's who awesome. has a thing of groceries, and she has a yuhu and offers him a yuhu. I haven't had a yuhu in thirty years. It was so great too because he's eating an apple that he took from, from the fruit bowl yeah, inside the for house. Sure. And I'm as soon as he your dad's, as soon as he sees a yuhu, he like <laughs> throws he, the apple. He threw the apple right away. But so he's back in his apartment carrying his yuhu, obviously. It's a great little some foreshadowing to the relationship between the daughter and Russell Crowe's right, character. Because they have such a cute little, there's a little cute little moment yeah. where, you know. So the so he's goes he's carrying this case of you who upstairs and there's somebody waiting for him. And it's actually more than one person waiting it's for two, him. Two guys. Two thugs. Who are those thugs? Uh, one of them's got the worst fucking hair I've ever seen, man. Yes. God, that guy's got some bad hair. He has some bad hair. And what's funny is he goes by Blueface in the movie. Well, and, he will in a few moments go by Blueface. But we don't have we don't know his name. But he's called Blueface the rest away from the aftermath of this scene. Right. This guy, and this is the thing that's going to make you laugh. That guy that plays Blueface, his name, his real name. Yeah, it's Bonap. I showed Melody the picture of this guy that the main picture you see on IMDb. Oh yeah. She goes, "That's the same guy." And I'm like. It's what IMDb says. Basically, it was her way of saying he's pretty hot. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, all fairness. Yeah, he's this, a dude. This guy that I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to include this picture in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. This guy doesn't look like the guy that they made up in this movie to play this character. No, he certainly doesn't. Right. He doesn't even look like a thug. He looks like Ben Stiller. <laughs> like He looks like a Ben Stiller character from like the Ben Stiller show with the wig and everything. Yes. Like, and he's kind of like, and he's just hamming, dude, he's just chewing the scenery. You know what? I might even say he might even look like Ben Stiller, high school Ben Stiller from There's Something About Yes, Mary. that's what I'm saying. That, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. Yep. And you're like, wait, I'm supposed to fear this guy? And he's got this attitude. And dude, he's, just he's like, like a, I'm, I'm a bad motherfucker. Yeah. And like, All right. Well, you got to do something for me to justify me thinking you're a badass because you don't look like one. Right. And his and his his silent sidekick is none other than our one of our favorites, Keith David. Wonderful as always, playing an older guy, 
Older guy. <laughs> hey, he's just called older guy. Older guy. Uh, Blueface is just punching the shit out of like, uh, he's just, Healy at this he's point. He's beating his ass. and But it's not really doing anything to him. No, because it's he's like, a monster. Yeah, because he's like a fucking Yoo-Hoo drinking rugby player. He didn't like him. And that says so much about his character, too. And that it's like, yeah, he's a big guy, but he's also like going, I'm done eating this nutritious apple. I got yeah. some Yoo-Hoo for me. Totally. This says everything you need to know about the guy. He's he's a realistic dude. He does things as he's said he's going to do. Carries out the plan that he's being paid to. He's very much a man of principle, regardless of how skewed his principles are. Right. But here he he's is. He's true to his principles. And he's taking a beating. And he says to them very cleanly, he's like, look, uh, considering what I do for a living, my... Getting smacked around right now is just part of the business. And he's accepting <laughs> totally, it. Totally, man. He's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. But he's giving the speech to Blueface that we don't know is Blueface yet, but just go with us. Because Blueface starts fucking with the guy's fish. Oh, dude, yeah, He's yeah, taking yeah. his fish out and throwing them at him. And he's and like... All right, dude, look, you beating my ass is part of the business, he, you know? I've earned says, that. I've earned David, it. David, hey, hey, would you would you get this guy? I mean, come on. He, act like a professional. Right. Talk to him. And then he, He's your buddy. And he, Keith David just shrugs like, what do you uh, want me to do, dude? Like, like Keith David knows he's a piece of He's, <laughs> he's an idiot. <laughs> I'm saddled with this guy. I'm sorry, man. What am I going to do? They're like the bad version. They're like the bad guy. They're like the opposites. They're like the doppelgangers of Crow and Gosling. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. all part of the thing, right? Very much so. Yes. They're trying to find something in relationship to... Trying to find out... They're trying to locate Amelia. Right. Who hired you? Yes, they're looking for Amelia. And when Amelia originally hires... Don't know Amelia. She originally hires Jackson. She says guys, plural. Right. There's there's a couple guys looking for me. Right. We've seen Gosling solo, so we knew somebody else had to be pursuing her as well. And now we find out who those people are. Well, at least the flunkies involved. Guys meant three. Guys meant three, apparently. <laughs> it meant three. <laughs> three. Stop that. Three. Three, like German three? German three. Right. So it meant three. Shocker um, three. Yep, shocker three. Uh, Trident. Trident. <laughs> Ariel. There is some of that in this. I think they, that, yeah, that thing could have been called this little spermaid. Oh, yeah, yeah. The whole plot point we're going to get to shortly. What? Yeah, you never know. So he start poking around in the, in his safe. Now, we're not seeing it. We're seeing it from across the hall. We're hearing it. And, and we're on Crow. And Crow tells him, hey, dude. Dude, I'm holding. Don't, don't, don't touch don't, the briefcase. That's for a buddy. That's, don't do, don't it's got, do it's it. It's got one of those things in it. And right as it happens. Boom. Boom. <laughs> just sprays the blue ink pack all over the window. But the oh. rest of it ends up all over. <laughs> and uh, hence, blue face. Blue face. And he, he goes over to the. The fish tank, and now he's using the fish tank to clean his face. <laughs> it's just, this is some bullshit. And now Crussell, sorry, Crussell, Crussell, <laughs> Crussell, So Crussell, I'm gonna call him Crussell. So Crussell stands up, and he's just kind of talking to him, leaning against the wall, help him having the wall hold himself up because he's been getting his ass kicked again by a skinny dude, but he still was kicking him or punching yeah, him. And he's know. fucking him up anyway. He's mostly mad. And in all fairness, he did get knocked out. He probably has a concussion. Yes, <laughs> he was hit on the head. He was hit on the head and broke all his yoo-hoo. Fucking dropped that whole case of yoo-hoo. Right. Pissed. Not okay. Not okay. Not yeah. doing well. No. He, as he's talking to these these two flunkies, he just distracts them enough and hits the light switch, turns on the TV, and he uses as a distraction, and he goes and runs into the other room where the safe is to pick up his shotgun and start. So it's blasting. But he hasn't actually hit anybody. No. Because he's still got concussion. <laughs> And because you know it was more, it was all kind of on the thing. I mean, I think it was you know 
it was more of like a fucking let's see what yeah. happens kind of thing. Right. And, and those cats scramble. They they, they kind of got what they came for. He did a nice little uh, stuntman anyway. He did a nice little through the glass. Yeah. Tuck and roll kind totally. of thing. It was good. Yeah. yeah. From here, we go back. We go to the bowling alley. It's a birthday party. All right. The birthday party. There's a birthday party happening. We're in this crazy bowling alley. Sunset Lanes, which they did a nice job of recreating. I don't ever remember it being that clean. Yeah. And I this mean, is this is a nice little party they're having for uh, for Gosling's daughter. Yep. And she's all with all of her friends. And <laughs> just I mean Holly March. I love how they don't they don't play up uh they don't play up how the kids are. They're kids the kids. I love the whole sequence where he's like, Shut up, Janet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Gosling I mean it's funny because Gosling the way he interacts with his daughter and just all of her friends, it they're it's not like grown up kid. It's like they're they're just like little grown ups too. Right. You, he doesn't he doesn't see them as I'm an adult and you're a child. No. He sees he just sees them. They're all equals. They're all equals, <laughs> for better or worse. For better, yes, exactly. For <laughs> better or worse. While uh, Holly is enjoying all the the, the fun of the bowling party of, of bowling party because bowling was huge in '78. Because it was. Yeah, man, dude. How many times did you go? Bowling? I don't know why they didn't do it at a roller rink because that would make more sense. I don't know, man. I think I want him to say I went to more bowling birthday parties. Really? And more. I went to more. I guess like you would have to be all night skates is what we had. We would go to the roller. We would oh we would God. roller skate on like all night skates they, on like three lock, day weekends. And they shit. They lock, lock you, you in. Lock yeah. you in. Absolutely that's safe. Yeah, that's safe. Lock a bunch of horny fourteen year old kids in a fucking roller rink. And, and nobody checked, dude. No one ever frisked me for nobody. anything. I, I, I brought may, many bottles of peppermint schnapps into Roller Town. Because with that 14, man, what else are you going to do? Everything yeah. else, you need, if you're going to get your hard stuff in you, it's got to be flavored. Dude, totally. Yeah. Just Cause cause nobody's way. drinking Jack Daniels at 14. No. It's like you're going to puke on everybody. <laughs> you could always say, I just had a breath mint. <laughs> That's it. Really? So, so the breath mint's causing you to stumble around. <laughs> you shush. Those tic tacs are loaded. Um, so we got Ryan Gosling taking a shit. He's taking a dump, <laughs> reading reading a book. This scene is so good, dude. Like, and you and he looks down from he's, he's, from his point of view, and you see those shoes. These shoes. I'm like, that's Russell Crowe shoes. And he knows it's Russell Crowe shoes because he had a real good look at him when he was on his kitchen floor. Yeah. Right before he got his arm busted. <laughs> he knows what's happening. He knows. He knows. Oh, my God. So what's awesome is he has a cast on one arm, and he's still got the cut on his other hand. <laughs> right? <laughs> he's and a, he's reading a magazine. His pants are around his ankles. He's a mess. And I know we kind of explained what kind of a doofus Grind Gosling is, but to add to that, when it was a search for Amelia earlier, he was trying to get, some information. Hey, do you, does she use a credit card when she's, right. she's in, you know, hitting up this bartender and he's not going to do her he'd do him any favors. So when the bar closes, Ryan Gosling goes to break into it and he's doing this great little voiceover <laughs> thing, you know, and then he wraps Very, his handkerchief around his hand because sometimes you just got to get bloody or something like, so not bloody, but sometimes you just got to get dirty. And he goes and punches a hole in the small pane of glass in the door and he cuts his wrist open <laughs> and he's literally dying, bleeding, bleeding out. <laughs> And he ends up having to go to the hospital and everything like that. And that's the introduction of the daughter. It really is like right. right there. But the reason why I'm bringing that up now is because the whole scene in the bathroom is more of that that uh, um, clumsy sort clumsy of clumsy 
physical uh, comedy. It's just, it just something we haven't seen from him before. So the, the two things just really sell it great. And he's just Dude, struggling with keeping the stall door open while he's trying to talk to him at the same time and have the magazine covering up his junk. And it's just... And, he, and he's trying to keep the gun pointed and the door keeps closing in the <laughs> fucking so magazine. Good, and he's dude. like, God. And he's like, turn around. <laughs> he's like, you know, there's a mirror. So Crow turns around. He's like, close now he's eyes. looking at him in the mirror. Do you want me to close my eyes? Close them. Um, so they cut to them sitting down in a booth at the snack bar. Russell Crowe wants to hire Ryan Gosling in his superior private eye skills. Assistant finding Amelia because now, now he's, he's got a real reason to find Amelia because... Well, he's also pissed because these two guys broke into his house and kicked right, the shit out of him. For this girl. And the reason and the reason why they tracked him down and beat up Russell Crowe for is because he's already interacted with her because he took money from her to go stop these guys from following her, which he assumed was just Ryan Gosling. Right. He, he didn't realize it was more than that. And, and these guys know that Gosling is looking for her as well. Right. Well, he's not looking directly for Amelia. He's looking for Misty Mountains. And he's looking for Amelia because she's a person of interest. Yes. As we've heard. By the way, Misty Mountains is the woman that dies in the beginning. The porn Correct. actress. The porn know. actress. Yeah. Touchstone here. Uh, so they're sitting there kind of having a conversation, right? And then, the, and then Holly walks up. And then she goes, and then she does this, and oh, she goes, I'm trying and she goes, I'm giving you a rim job. Rim shot. shot, shot. Rim There's shot. big difference. Big difference. Rim shot. <laughs> and Crow's just looking at them both. Uh-huh. And then you're the guy who beat up my dad. Yeah. Sucker, sucker punched. Sucker punched. Sucker punched me. Yeah. There's a difference. <laughs> so it, it, they're having a great little moment, but they realize that, hey, you know, we need to work together. Right. But they figure out the finances because Russell is hiring him. Right. To do this investigation. And for Gosling him. takes 200 a day. 200 a day. Just he, like Jim Rockford. Because I need three days advance. He's like, I only got 400. I'm like, well, then I'm going to give you two days worth of work. And if I find her, if I find her, find her sooner, I'm going to keep it all. He's like, okay, deal. Good. Because I know right, I know right where she is. <laughs> right. And he, in the head, and they head off to this goofy fucking anti-pollution protest right outside like a U- city hall or something. USC, USC is it supposed to be the USC campus? Maybe. I thought it was a college campus, but maybe not. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's on either the, on the medium shots. I kept thinking, like, is that on what lot is that? That's well, it's kept, not. It's it's somewhere in Atlanta. I know, and just but I mean, like the, the wind, the yes. type of windows, it made me look. It made me think it was something on like an old yeah. school lot. Or whatever, it looked but. looked like we were in the Universal back lot a little yeah. bit. Or Warner Brothers. Do you have a bunch of anti-pollution protesters Just laying around, laying around with steps. gas masks hanging from their faces? They're all dead, and they're trying to find Amelia because this is her group. She, this is a group that she founded, this anti-pollution group. And as it turns out, she's not there. No, but no. who is there? Chester, Chet, Chet, <laughs> Chet. So, hey, which one of you talking balls wants to make twenty bucks? bucks. <laughs> Dude, and, and immediately his arm just goes up. It's so good. So uh, off they go, and Chet's in the back seat of their of the convertible, and they're taking him to Amelia uh, Amelia's boyfriend's house. Dean, 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 right? Whose house is? But it's, it's, a, it's a, they get there, and the house is torched, burnt down. And he goes, "Oh yeah, that happened a few days ago. <laughs> happened about four days ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, Amelia, he died. So we find out that Dean, Amelia's boyfriend, who was a uh, Filmmaker. Filmmaker. And he, he did experimental film making and all that stuff. Talking and about how the lab went up and blah, blah, blah. They had, too, they had too much film stock in the house and then kind of went up in flames. Sketchy. Sketchy. So it reminded me a lot of the scene in Lethal Weapon when they go to Trixie's house. Yes. The hooker. Yes. <laughs> and the fucking house blows up. Yeah. <laughs> Again. It's just the aftermath. It's kind of a little nod yeah. to himself. 
Shane's not a Shane's not. No, he he's, he does that stuff all the time. Absolutely, they don't find a whole lot. They find out oh. that because uh, oh. they kind of get this information from. You know, they start to put the pieces together. And this this kid rolls up on his bike, right? <laughs> hey, you want to make twenty bucks? <laughs> want to see my dick? The chat 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 goes. Hey, hey, tell him what you want. They're going to give you 20 bucks. Like, I never said I'm going to give him 20 bucks. I already gave you 20 bucks. And he goes, so they ended up paying the kid. And he's like, well, you know, it's weird because here, I don't know if this is true, but somebody told me that the kid on the bike, right, grows up to be Dirk Diggler in Boogie Nights. Is that what someone was suggesting? That's some bullshit. Like, you know, that's. Well, I don't buy it if it's 1977. That doesn't work. I don't know, man. I'm just saying. It that, doesn't work. That, that's what I'm saying. Well, we're here to debunk that. This is like that? a ghost hunter show. We're debunking this right I could have sworn he like lived in Torrance. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. We don't know, but I don't remember where they ended up in anyway. But I always thought it was bullshit. I thought that was just somebody making some shit up. Oh, you know, he's got a big dick. He's like Dirk Diggler. He was like, he grew up, a kid grew up to be dead. Yeah. Yes. If you want, sure, man. You That's the me. thing about film. It's beautiful. It's open to interpretation. You want As to leaving. No. <laughs> want to see my dick? <laughs> so stupid and it's so funny. It's, it's the best. It's really funny. And Gosling is so fucking put out by it. It's, yeah. It, you know, no. You know what that kid reminded me of was the kids in Bad News Bears, the original Bad News yeah, Bears. absolutely. Tanner. Hey, I'm going to give you an R rating. Do what you want to do. And that's what he would say. That's totally. what That's what a Bad News Bear kid would say in an R rated movie. Absolutely. Tanner. Tanner. <laughs> See my dick. See my dick? No. Uh, Buttermaker. Yeah, right. <laughs> See my dick's Buttermaker. Right? Yeah, Gosling's kind of Buttermaker-ish. A little bit. A little bit. Well, this, he's lushy. Right? So, look. So, now what they've put together is that they were making an experimental film. Some guy named Sid Hatrack. The porn guy? The porn guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. Wait. That's Sid Shattuck. Oh. Well, guess what? Guess I think there's a party at there Sid's house. Be. There's a party. Because there's one thing Shane Black loves to put in movies is parties. Yes. And this this is a party. This is a, This is a party. This is a party. We've moved on from all that. And we got Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. They are a cohesive team now. Yeah, they're they're kind of reluctant partners. Just like every other Shane Black <laughs> Yeah, thing. man. We might not like each other, but we need each other. <laughs> they don't say it, thank God, but that's where we're going with it. Right. Okay, I put out something fun. I know we're going to cover, cover Lethal Weapon again in some um, someday, but Lethal Weapon is the reason why I started writing. And I must have read Shane's script probably... 15, 20 times because it's, I mean, it is exactly what a great script is, but also exactly what you don't want to do because you're going to go, oh, you're trying to be Shane Black because he talks to the audience a lot in his script and in, in his action lines. But it's nothing I'd noticed until 10, 12 times after I read it where I realized that the initials of the two lead characters are reversed. It's Roger Murtaugh and Martin, Martin Riggs. Riggs. Yeah, there you go. MR and, and RM. And they're opposites. See that? Yeah, man. Something so like I outlined it and I just put those little notes on there, kind of like, hey, they're opposite of each other, flip the letters. And I'm like, again, but I blew some minds probably about five years ago when I said that on Twitter. Like, what? I never thought about that. And I'm like, I know. But again, a movie that's how old? Right. <laughs> it keeps on giving. This movie's probably going to do a lot of the same because it just, this is where he excels. And putting two unlikely characters together and them them just being perfect together yeah absolutely so they go to this party right yeah. so right they're going to infiltrate this party up yeah. in the hills 
And just before they, they get to the place and it's got valet and they're about to hop out. Well, we're sending, first of all, we got to send Holly off to Janet's house. Cause you said Holly, damn it. You go to, you go to Holly, Holly, you go to Janet's house. You're going to, you're going to stay with Janet. And oh, Shut up. Just go. And get to the party and go to the valet and hear thumping. <laughs> a trunk. There's a <laughs> the valet trunk. and everybody, they're all looking at the car. Open the trunk and Ryan looks down at his daughter. There's Holly. I can help. Since I'm already here, just let me go in with you. And he closes it and he goes to give the keys to the valet. He's like, I can't take your car like that. Dude, I can't take your car like that. They cut to Ryan Gosling putting her in the taxi and sending Holly on her way home. And in they go. And into the party they go. Dude, they're walking by. Like, there's so much crazy. Earth, Wind, and Fire is playing at this party. There's chicks walking porn chick walking it, around talking about blowing people right <laughs> and if you've seen the party scene at the beginning of kiss kiss bang bang yeah or if you've ever been to a shane black party I'm you've been sure to this any is party what it's just like this is that but even more decadent than what because it's 1977 it's, it's there's nude people that are painted that are standing as statues there's mermaids swimming in a pool in the wall <laughs> Dude, it's it's behind like, the bar. It's wild. There's lots of real surreal moments too in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. You know, like like is this where yes. Is this is dreamy? Is what's what's going on here? Is he still on his drugs from when he got his finger cut off? I don't know what's going on. And now he's drinking, he's just pounding so, drinks as he's looking so, for clues. So now Ryan Gosling is on the job and he's got free booze everywhere. It's literally the worst thing you can ever happen to you for an alcoholic PI. Functioning alcoholic PI. So that they split up. Like you're not supposed to do in most movies, but they split up to do their own investigation. Right. Russell goes one way and Ryan goes the other way and one goes off drinking and one actually goes to do his job. Right. <laughs> and as Russell's kind of asking questions, he's getting more information. He casually looks across the room and there's Holly. Yeah, man. Sitting on a Chad couch. Porn stars. She goes, what the fuck? <laughs> so, so he, so Russell goes in there and I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, hey, 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 you, you shouldn't be letting, this is this big very large man. I right. don't mean like big as in like muscly. I mean big as in like popcorn yeah. eating. It's big. Soda drinking. Big guy. And he's like, I'm not showing her the porn. She is. I'm not showing him. I'm in it. And this, I don't know the actress's name, but she's high as fuck. Yeah, totally. She's gone. Your father wants you to go home. And he basically, he just, he just he takes of, over the father role. Yeah. For, for a moment. And then just tells her to go home. <laughs> he doesn't do anything more no. with it. And he's he like, why should he? Well, right. He's done his, you know, look, he's got his code of ethics. He told her to go home. Yeah. And the, while this is all going on, Gosling is watching mermaids swim. He's jumping in the pool. They're going after the mermaids. Going after the mermaids. Because I'm not 100% sure. He's not just drunk. I think he, somebody might have dropped something. I think, yeah, somebody dropped his a loot or roofied something. his ass. Yeah. So he's gone. He's gone. So he's useless while Russell's doing all the real work. And he ends up going to the office of the fuck's his name Saturac? yeah sid shattuck sid what the sid fuck shattuck? Sid? you said saul but yes, i know whatever saul saul sid, sid. shattuck <laughs> goes into his office and finds you know a whole bunch of production yeah there's a bunch of there's some bags there's some stuff it's bagged up like it's like a, it's like they wrapped a show and like here's yeah. the shit from the show they're just what you do you catalog everything because they're gonna have a party you got got reshoots yeah <laughs> for the reshoots reshoots uh. Uh, uh, oh, hey, big boy, you like my car? <laughs> Stop Sorry. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Russell grabs a, a fresh from the dry cleaner wardrobe, and it's this pin, black pinstripe 
jacket and it has Misty's name on it. Right. I'm like, oh, that must have been her thing. It's been a wardrobe oh, okay. in the movie. Yeah, yeah, as we discover later on, it's some foreshadowing yeah, going on here with totally. this very specific piece of apparel. So again, you don't they don't focus on too long. They make a meal of it. Nope. No, not at all. Move on. And we go. We cut back up to Gosling. He's now just fucking shit face, <laughs> and he's hitting on a he's hitting on porn a, actress. It's porn actress dressed up like a Native American chief. Right. And he says, yeah. How? He's like, I'm a cowboy. <laughs> I'm a cowboy. What are you supposed to be? She's like, Pocahontas. <laughs> Pocahontas. Shoot me. What? Shoot me. Gosling's pretending, you know, to get shot as he's trying to finger finger him. guns, <laughs> finger gunning him. One more passing of the fake guns being used and Gosling taking shots, and he's over the wall Dude, he off falls the out balcony. The it's so ridiculous. <laughs> falls off the balcony, and she like looks over, and he's halfway down the hill, rolling, rolling and yelling. Thank God he was drunk, or he might have been hurt. Right. <laughs> He gets to the bottom. He's like, hold on to his side and his ribs a little bit. He's like, ugh. And he looks over. He rolls. He's like, and literally he's, rolled onto it. He looks over and he sees Amelia. And she like runs away. And he's like, he's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. I'm just looking for my gun. And she bolts off. Yeah, she's gone. And he's kind of sitting. He finds his gun. He puts it in his holster. And he kind of leans back against leans back against his tree. And he looks over. And there is Sid. Who we've never seen before. Right. But we discover later on that said just a matter of moments. Yeah. And his face is right. Gone. Right side of his face is blown just off. all blown off. He's just, he's a mess. And Gosling, again, just like That's earlier, strange. he goes Abbott and Costello. Yeah. On him. Absolutely. <laughs> it just, it's so funny because just like with Abbott and Costello, anytime Costello would ever do something like that, he was never, you know, Abbott was never around. To right. hear. He was never close enough because he just, he's freaked out. So he has this Abbott and Costello moment and he looks up and he's yelling at Russell Crowe who's hanging over the balcony. How'd you get down there? And he's like, I, the, 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 just come down here. And he finally gets down there and he sees him and the destiny check his wall. And oh my gosh, this is Sid. Sid Shattuck. Like, Holy shit. What are we going to do? Oh my God. So they start making their way back up to the house. And we cut to Holly and somebody approaches Holly. I'm like, are you looking for Amelia? I know where she's at. And they take her to this limo, or she says she's Amelia's sister. Right. Amelia's my sister. Take her to this limo and close the door, and it's Blueface. And the older guy. Yeah. Blueface and older man. Who an older man? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, are they together right there? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Well, they end up there. You no, know, I thought older man was already in the party. Well, he is in the party. Yeah, and that's when that. There's somebody else in the limo we don't see, a driver of some sort. Right. So it's Holly says something to the to Blueface, and the, she tries to make a run for it. Doors open, she falls down right at the car and says, "Amelia, run!" Amelia, run! And she goes and takes off, and Blueface chases after. And her. Blueface chases after in the limo. And Hold all on. this, all the time, this is going on. Healy is fighting with the older dude. And Gosling sees what's going on with Amelia, and then Blueface chases after him. So he jumps into a valet. Valet Trans Am. Yep. And chases after them. Valet Red Trans Am. And while that chase is happening, Russell Crowe's having his brawl with the old man and they're going and going at it. And it finally, great fight sequence too. Props to the stunt, stunt guys. On yeah, that. man. Really good one. Well choreographed fight sequence. I mean, it's hard these days to make a, a just a simple fight scene like that entertaining. Yep. But it works really well. And there's a nice little capper to the end of that scene, which is something I hadn't seen before. Which oh, actually, yeah. Which actually helps it all out. And he basically tells him, I don't want to see your face again. Don't worry about it. I'll be in Michigan. 
I'm going to shoot you in the dick. Shoot you what the, he says. Yeah. If I see you again, I'm going to shoot, gonna you, shoot in you in the dick. Where are you going to be? And I'm going to be in Michigan. All right. Out you go. Out. Out you dude. We cut away from Russell and his fight and we're catching up with him with the car chase. Right. And just like everything else that Ryan Gosling's character does in this movie. Yeah. He comes flying around the corner, loses control of the vehicle and then crashes into a tree stump. Yeah. Totally. It's so ridiculous, dude. It's just like, it, 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 I laugh every time I've seen it because it's just so absurd. Because he, first he kind of loses control and then there's a little extra freak out that he has that actually drives him into the tree. He was yeah. fine. He was second. totally fine, but he fucking spazzed. Yeah. He totally spazzed. <laughs> it's the tree. He hits the tree. Uh, and he's trying to, while well, he's trying to get the car started back up. Um, he, everybody's running downhill. Well, running downhill. Helps. And then Russell's trying to chase an after Blueface, who's chasing after Amelia, Amelia and, and Holly. Holly. Right. And then they get down to the next level of the road. And he's got the two girls. Oh, Blueface has got the two girls covered. Yep. And they're. You think they're had. And then they're had. And they try to warn him about something. And, he, and he's just kind of like, whatever, you little Bitches. brat. Yeah. <laughs> And right then he turned around at the last moment and he gets hit by a van. Dude, I tell you, there is nothing about this hit that feels fake. Nope. They did such a great job comping because it's not a, it's not a CG dummy. No, it's not a physical dummy. They just did a great job of comping in a real stunt along with the fake body getting hit. It was really so well done. I mean, there was, I hadn't seen, we've seen thousands of car hits like that before. But nothing like this. This is just, it's brutal. And you just feel like, oh, man. So he's laid out and he's bleeding. And this is where we find out about something about Holly. Right. She is empathetic as anybody can be. Even though this dude's chasing both of them and trying to kill both of them. She goes, I can't leave him. I right. can't leave him like this. He's hurt. He needs help. He needs an ambulance. And Amelia goes, fuck you. And fails. <laughs> right. She just runs she off. Goes, I'm gone. out. I'm out. And but Holly kneels down and he, she's holding his hand. Yep. And it says so much about her character too. And then again, something that's synonymous with Shane Black, all the kids are always better, so much better than their, their adult counterparts. Yeah, for always. sure, man. Uh, I mean, you know, one of the things I don't want to touch on it too, but dude, the the, the actress is fantastic that plays Holly. Yes. I mean, she's she kind of oh, she almost steals she kind of steals almost every scene she's actually in. Yeah. Uh, so, but not to digress. But so Blueface, you know, now Jackson shows up on the scene right. and Holly's like, we need to get in. And he's like, Holly, go for the ambulance. Yeah. Take care of him. Yeah. And then there's this weird little interchange between Blueface and Jackson. And Blueface is giving him business. Talking shit. He's just talking shit. He's dying. The same asshole that raided his apartment is still giving it to him, even though he's dying. And he tells him, don't worry about it. You're going to get yours. Do you ever hear of John Boy? John Boy. John Boy's on his way here right now, and he's going to fuck you both up. He's going to kill that private eye, that private cop. Is what he's yeah. going to kill that private cop and, and his little daughter. Yeah, he's going to kill that private cop and his entire family, and, which is just Hollywood. And Jackson is just like, oh, yeah? Hold yeah. my beer. Hold my beer. <laughs> and, and, you know, dude, and he fast forwards to the, uh, the expiration of Blueface's yeah, I mean, life. Dude, he just fucking crushes his windpipe. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I mean, he literally just like, fuck you, dude. And he just chokes the life out of him. Don't I have a big hand? Watch me crush your larynx. I'm saying that's a, that's a larynx crushing hand if I've ever seen one. Uh, right? So like, uh, you know, now Holly comes back with, there's nobody around. He didn't make it. And she's like, and she looks over and he's fucking dead. And she yeah. looks at Jackson and he's like, she buys it. Because she, 
She, if she didn't buy it, dude, there's no way that she could go on with. Wait, let me come back to that whole scenario later. Again, it expands on. This is more of an expansion on the relationship between between Jackson and yep and Holly. So while well, all this nonsense has happened, and uh, don't we meet Judith Cutner at this point? After all this has happened, we uh, kind of now we get dead. Shit. Everybody who's involved in this experimental film, Amelia's boyfriend, uh, Misty Mountains, Shattuck, they're all dead. Now, out of nowhere, we meet Kim Basinger playing Judith Cutner and uh, her assistant, Tally. We cut to these guys sitting in, they're sitting in an office and they're being berated <laughs> by Kim Basinger. Right. You two idiots know what you've done. And there's, you know, which is in classic Shane Black. Uh, like I said before, the kids are always super, super intelligent and much better. Yeah. Pe- much better people than the adults in Shane Black movies. Yep. Women are always, always stronger characters. They're always more assertive. They're, they own every scene that they're in. Right. Watch anything that Shane Black's done. The woman is always the more assertive one, the one in control of the situation. And no surprise considering Kim Basinger's character is somebody that's very much in control. Right. And, in the world. Yeah, she works for the Justice Department. A high-ranking official. And what she's telling us now is that... Uh, Amelia's you know, a wacko. You know, Amelia's crazy. She's my daughter. And this is very Raymond Chandler. Yeah. Right? This is all Chandler land. Yeah. Uh, it, she's my daughter. She's crazy as shit. Um, you know, I think that I'd like to hire you two guys <laughs> to find her. So everybody wants Amelia, dude. Everybody is paying them to find Amelia. So now it's really weird... But we're accepting of the fact that this is a mother and she's worried about her daughter's right. safety. In the classic bait and switch uh, kind of vibe. Right. Because no? it's a Shane Black movie. The Shane Black movie. Shane Black movies are never, uh, you can never take a Shane Black movie at face value even right. until the last frame. Correct. And so she hires them to look after her daughter, to track her down, more or less protect her from the thugs we've seen chasing right. her down. Blueface and older Blueface. guy. We have one. And we, the, we, we don't know who John, we haven't seen John Boy, but we know he's coming. We know, and that's the thing. All we know about is John Boy. Right. Because old man's supposed to go back to Michigan yep. and Blueface is dead. Right. So, so the two thugs that we knew about are, are not part of the story anymore. Correct. It's just. Or are they? We don't know. We don't know. We have to keep watching. We have to keep watching. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> so what, so right. So Basinger and now, now and then God, Gosling again, drunk, goofy, dumb, dumb Gosling. Yes. He gets Immediately. Nice, well, yeah, by the way, we should we should point out too. These guys have been working with hundreds of dollars. You know, yes. Russell Crowe was paying him four hundred dollars for two days' right. work. But now, yeah, Mama, Mama, she's about Am- to write a Mama check. Amelia, she's got a checkbook out, man. She's gonna write a check for ten grand. Ten grand, and now she's writing it. And he goes, "We'll uh, do it. We can We'll do it for five. Five grand. <laughs> We're thinking five grand, and she tears the check she up, check up, and writes him one for five grand. Yeah, and sends him on their merry way. Yeah, because we cut to the next time we see them together. Is sorry, is Holly apologizing to Jackson, saying sorry, real late. We had to stop at a bar. Right, because. Yeah, it's the next day. It's the next day. He's, you, you don't see the well, check we do, cashing we do going. Go, we do go back to their house that night, right? And there's that whole explanatory scene where Crow basically, because he wants to, he tells the story about the diner. Yes. Which we should probably talk about because it's right before this. Yeah. So they leave do this office. Because Tally says, oh, you're the diner guy. Right. Tally says it. And yes. So, be, yeah, so before they leave Judith's office, oh, sorry, Judith's give him a check for five grand or whatever and but at one point in that scene, his Judas assistant says, "Oh, you're the diner guy to Russell, right. to Jackson's character, to Jackson." 
fuck me today. God damn it. <clears throat> so Judith is, you know, Judith paid these guys, but somewhere in that scene, uh, the assistant gives the, uh, an acknowledgement to, to Jackson, like, oh, you're the diner you're guy. The diner guy. Like, what, what, f- what does that mean? Right. The we diner said they, guy. they cut to the backyard at, at the. Gosling sitting at on Gosling, the diving board. Sitting on the diving board. Dipping empty cigarettes pool, into an empty swimming pool. Or the world's largest ashtray. Working his way through a fifth of whatever the hell he was drinking. Yeah, whatever it was. Jackson comes out there and starts talking to him about their case. For one thing, he's like, and he, and he goes, yeah, yeah, whatever. This is where Gosling is sucking a big pity dick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is. He's he is. sitting there. So, and, and Crow's trying to talk to him about the case, and he's more interested in feeling sorry for himself. And right. Whatever. Yeah, right? So he goes, are you the, she, are you the diner guy? I called you the diner guy. What's what, that all about? I got to hear this. And he starts to tell him, and, he, and then Costing starts moving around the diving board, like, I'm trying to get comfortable. Like, yeah, give it to me. I want to hear this. Cut to a flashback, uh, <laughs> which I think is supposed to be Ben Franks. Is it? I think so. Okay. I think the, the exterior of the show, and I think it's supposed to be Ben Franks on Sunset. That, I, I'll go with that. I'm just going to say it because that's, that's kind of what it looked like. And yeah, I, some dude yeah. comes in there, and he's got a shotgun, he's robbing the place. Fucking loud. And... and and Russell is just kind of like, dude, in telling of a story and you're hearing his voiceover and what's happening on the screen, don't necessarily mesh. <laughs> right. Because he's <laughs> kicking the shit out of this dude. Dude, there's one point he knocks the dude down and he grabs the dude by the shotgun and he's just pounding him from the back <laughs> of the of the arm bumper, right? He's just like smashing the shit out of him. Oh, I was going, I diffuse the situation. <laughs> right? I mean, he's, he's he's explaining it in the most boring way you would ever. He'd be and, like. And you know he's just mutilating this guy's face. Right. We're seeing what's really happening. He's describing his like most blank. Version, which puts Gosling to sleep. Yes. On the diving board. Yes. <laughs> which, in the next day, he... We cut to the next day. Yeah. He's outside eating peanuts. He, yeah, again, he's got to think about peanuts, but the only... But then, I don't... We don't... They don't come back again. There's no right? payoff, but I mean, it's a There's thing. No it's a character thing. Yeah, but you know... But you know... Yeah, exactly. So It might have been Russell's idea. Like, yeah, I want to eat peanuts, Shane. Oh, okay. So is, this, is this when they show up from the bank? This one, this one they show up from the bank. Yeah. They've cashed the check. So... He apologizes for being late. Well, not she. She apologizes for them being late and goes, sorry, we had to stop at a bar. Hands Russell his half of the five grand. Minus the $400. Minus the $400. Because that's the kind of guy he is. Yeah. He's like, whatever. Whatever. Well, they, they have their discussion. They uh, they get a phone call from, uh, well, they're, they're trying to decipher the um, yeah. the clue yeah, 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 yeah. that he has. And, he, and so and Russell thinks it's a flight. Right. Jackson takes out the this little scrap of paper, scrap of paper that looks remarkably like the one that Amelia gave him right. when she hired him to go beat up Brian Gosling. Little pig, the little pig notepad or whatever. Yeah, he goes out. Uh, it's like oh, pink pig. Yeah, no, it's a pink cow. Yeah, yeah, pink cow pig. <laughs> Man cow pig. Man cow pig. <laughs> Man cow. Uh, yes. So 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 they're looking at it, the thing, kind of going. This is the same piece of paper, the same notepad that Amelia used to write something with, right? And then like going, oh, this must be Amelia's writing. She must be meeting somebody there. Yeah, it it's looks, this flight. It looks like a flight number, vaguely. So he's not into it. But guys, like, I'm not doing so that. Stupid. No, no, no. And it's not a flight. And it, as, Russell's on his way out the door. He goes, it's not a flight, and he stops. And he looks at Holly because Holly can see both of them from where she's standing. It's an address. Did he stop? Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Did he stop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good, dude. Did he stop? Did he stop? 
goes, it's not addressed. It's Burbank West Apartments. Apartments West. Burbank Apartments West. But written European. Like the European. The date. The it's date. Like, it's the date. date. Like, like European. Like European, but in reverse. <laughs> what the fuck? I know what he meant. <laughs> I do like know what he's, it's the worst explanation I've ever heard for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then... And like and he's he and he's lamenting like because it's it can't be a flight. It's ten thirty at night that they're having this yeah, meeting. There's, a there's no fly after two, right. ten o'clock for Burbank. Right. So the, I know where, I know right where this but place I'm, is. It's a shithole. It's a shithole. We're going there. And they pull up there, and it's a fenced off vacant it's lot. It's not. There's nothing there because right. there's some construction about to happen. <laughs> it's a dude. It's a dude walking his dog is standing in front of the, the empty lot, and he says. Hey, we're looking for a Burbank Apartments West. Where the fuck is it? It goes, oh man, it's right here, but it got knocked down. Like, oh, going on two years. <laughs> tore that down two years ago. Jackson turns and gives him a look like, you dummy. You idiot. So they cut to them driving down the street. They're he goes, racing to Burbank. <laughs> well, he goes, let's go to the airport. Right. So they're driving. He's like going, hey man, they used to have a curfew. <laughs> and as they're doing it, the, the <laughs> planes are flying, flying over. over. <laughs> and all of a sudden, stop. Dude, and if you've been on Hollywood Way, right? Yes. That where they're supposed that is one of the scariest fucking things ever. The first time it ever happened to me, I almost fucking crashed my car. Yeah. It's terrifying. It it's low. It's real low. You see that <laughs> I think it's is it Brazil that has that really low one that yeah, flies yeah, over the yeah, beach yeah. right there? Yeah, yeah. It's not that low. No, but it's close. But it's pretty low. It's pretty low. You could let's put it this way. Even if you had a relatively decent throwing arm. You could hit a plane oh, landing yeah. with a baseball. Absolutely just throw, could. Just throw it. Yes, you could. That that's that's too low for yeah, my man. Mine too. I don't want to be anywhere near that. And if you've ever heard the movie Cripple recording, that's that's how low they get. And that's not low from where they're at. No. And yeah. yeah. So as they're driving near the airport, Gosling says, Stop. And they cut to what they're seeing, and it's this this is this hotel it doesn't exist right but it, maybe it did in 78 uh, the Burbank sh- Tower Hotel sure sure man it works for the movie Dude, my dad worked for Lockheed and Burbank I don't remember that place I don't remember Whatever. it ever being anywhere near there either I'm just saying <laughs> I'm gonna give him the I'm giving the movie benefit of right. the doubt right because let's be fair here we don't know that graffiti that's on the back of the broken Hollywood sign is real yeah we don't mm. for sure Sorry. Could be. No. Anyway, so they, they run into the hotel. Now they're in the they're at the hotel and they, they, go they run they go, to the bar. They go to a bar and, and they're trying to get a little information from this dude and said, "Hey, I'm looking, looking for, this, for this girl. For this girl, have you seen her?" He's like, "Oh man, I just work here." He's like, "I know. That's why I'm asking you. Have you seen this girl?" <laughs> I love how Gosling fucking literally has no filter right for people's bullshit. And he's like, "Yeah, I know. Fucking, I know. That's why I'm asking you." Because just tell me where she's at, or he's, and he'll no, and he'll stop, and he'll stop, stop what? And then he just grabs him by the by the collar, no, by just, the necktie, he the grabs necktie him by the tie, and just slams and his yanks face. his face into the bar, which is the is such a classic move. It is pretty great. And then he's like, "Oh God damn!" The, the bartender's great too. That that guy's funny. Yeah, as soon as he as his as reaction. He, as when they were first approaching the bar door, I was already laughing like because I knew it was coming. And he's so I don't know the cat's name, but he's so funny. But once they kind of get their information, yeah, whatever. They make a reference to that somebody else was looking forward to. Your friend, John? Yeah. You know, he's got a yeah. clean-cut guy with a mole on his face? Yeah. So they go in the elevator. Do they even do they go that far and say that stuff to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, your friend, and they, they have the, and he's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, but, the, but I don't think they make a reference to him being John Boy. 
No, he says, I think he says. You don't see the John boy thing until they get to the house. But right? I think he says your friend, John. Yeah, or something like that. So they get in the elevator, they're going up. And as soon as the elevator doors open up, you hear this guy like choking. <laughs> choking them blood. And they, and they lean over and they look and he's, they're still in the car, but they're just leaning out enough to look. And this guy's like choking because he's had his throat slit. And they look to the right because they hear more commotion. He's like, I get it's punched back into the view of the camera. All of a sudden, ping, ping, ping. And he gets three shots in. And they're like, and they, <laughs> and they lean back and start aggressively slamming the slamming the, the, the close the button. Close the button doors. Like, like they're playing asteroids or something, right? Right. The glass elevator starts going down. And I'll see your And they look. And then the dude that just got shot goes flying out the window. It's another beautiful. It's, it's just it's exactly like the Misty Mountain shot from the beginning. Yep. It's oh, it's so funny. And and they're like, let's get the fuck out of here. So they hop in the car and they start to take off. And then there's well, they, there's cops the coming. Cops everywhere. So they immediately turn and go down this alley behind the and hotel. They're, and they, and they're kind of sitting there. They kind of think they've little, lost yeah. Amelia. They're like, where the fuck is Amelia? All of a sudden, boom. Bare feet. And then she like, stand out. she's standing on their hood. And she looks and sees both of them. And she and she, pulls, she pulls out a revolver <laughs> that's way too big for her. And, she, and just freaks out and pulls the trigger. And the blowback knocks her on her ass yeah, totally. and knocks her out. Right. So they pick her up and put her in the car and take her back to Gosling's. Yes. So now they're back at Gosling's. She's in bed all cute and laying there in her little yellow dress. And, and walk the three of them. She, obviously, Amelia's being carried. She's still knocked out. And Holly's there with her friend Janet. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you were supposed to be here. Well, yeah, yeah, my sister, my sister had to go. Your sister's such a slut. Dude, I love this. This she is goes, a throwaway line from Gosling. Yeah, because your sister's such a slut. I know. I know. It's like, <laughs> again, it's like he just talks to them like they're adults. Yeah. And that's that's what's great about this. So they put her down on the bing, Amelia down on, onto Holly's bed just to kind of uh, whatever. And she kind of starts coming out of it and trying to get some information out of her. And we find out that according to Amelia... That her mom isn't as clean cut and as concerned for her well being right. as her mom wants them to think. No, my mom's behind this. My mom's one of them. Right. My mom is the one who hired all these these guys to kill me. Yeah. And what we find here is that they were making a porn film, <laughs> but it was also investigative journalism it at was. its finest. Experimental thing. So they they were hired by Sid. To yep. make this experimental movie. Right. And, and this is the one that involved Misty Mountains. It involved Amelia, who apparently shot a scene. And her boyfriend, Dean. And her boyfriend. And, uh, and Chet. And Chet, who was the projectionalist. Well, but the projectionalist. Uh, but Chet was involved. And there's a plot, a subplot, where Amelia, th- this whole film was made to screen at the... The, the LA Auto Show. To kind of to expose big to, big kind big, of like maybe a big, yeah, the to, big to, to expose the big three yeah because of the, the smog because the birds because the, the birds can't breathe the birds can't breathe yeah or the bees either yeah so basically the whole ploy was not to maybe so much blackmail as it was to just showcase what's going on how this is hurting everybody right so now it's kind of like coming together like wait. So old man says he's going back to Michigan back to yeah, he's going back to Michigan back to Detroit back to Detroit. So right. kind of like, wait a second here. Wait a minute. Maybe this is, wait, and just like everything Shane Black does, all those little sub-stories going on, subplots going Start on. Start to fall in line. Oh, it's not subplots. It's all the same It's all shit. the same plot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and this is where Gosling's like, hang on a second, I, I got to go make a phone call. Because <laughs> <laughs> all he could think about is banging Tally at this moment. Yeah. So he calls her up and tells Tally's like going, hey, I, I need you guys to do something. Right. Oh, we found him. I got this. I got this call from Judith, and she says I need a hundred thousand dollars in a briefcase. 
I think something weird's going on. Something bad's happening. Right. And he goes, yeah, Amelia said something about it, too. He had, you found Amelia? You Amelia? Yeah, she's with us here. Oh, well, look, let me send over the doctor. Yeah, I'll send the doctor. I'll send the family doctor. The family doctor. doctor. The family doctor over. Wow. All right, so just be, yeah. just just come here, and if you, I feel much better. If you guys take if, the money. If, if you take this deliver. money and deliver the money. So she shows both uh, Jackson. Russell, both Jackson. And he leaves Amelia with, the, with Holly and Janet. Yeah. Just, I mean, come on, what's going to happen? Yeah, three girls right. in a fucking nice modern house up in the hills. Right, no big deal. Nothing. So they go to go meet with... Sharon Tate. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, so, in, hey, in, some, in some worlds, nothing happens to her. That's correct. Like, just like nothing might happen to these girls. So they are on their way back to Judith's office to meet Tally. And Tally comes down with the briefcase and... And she's surprised to see both of them because she thought just Ryan was coming. Right. She thought it was I, just, yeah, you know, he just you know. March was coming. Yeah. So she'll, she'll, she's like, okay, like, hey, thanks for this. Thanks well, for and this. He's, and he's like, well, yeah, he, he had to come along. He tagged along because Gosling thinks that she's got the hots for him because yeah. he's, yeah. he's a dope. Because he's a, yeah. God bless him. Yeah. So he's super tired too. He's he's mentioned this Dude. more than once how tired he is. Well, he's on medication for he's a broken a, arm. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's drinking almost, all the time. He's probably he's probably still like not pumped back all the blood that he right. lost in the beginning of the movie. He's filtered with alcohol. Somebody dosed him. He's a fucking disaster yeah. right now. So the, the two of them hop in the car, and Russell, Russell is just kind of along for the ride, and they're driving along and trying to go to the drop point, and he, so. He, so Russell just tells him at one point, he goes, just let go of the wheel. Let go of the wheel. The car he goes, it. what? He goes, oh, cars do this, man. Just let go of the wheel. It'll drive, drive itself. itself. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, they can all do that. Oh. Just go ahead and lean back, too, while you're at it. And he looks in the bed. There's a bee. And then there's a bee. And the bee's, I don't know, who the, voices the bee, by the way? <laughs> the bee is like full size, it's, man. It sounds like he's just in the back seat, just giving him shit. Now, in 1977, there was a massive scare going on for a long time about Brazilian killer bees. Right. It, it was so bad that the uh, movie that you may or may not have heard of called Swarm was derived from that whole threat. And you see, uh, you see this. Uh, article in the newspaper that Ryan's reading in the beginning. So he's got these killer bees on his mind. Again, we were realizing really quick that the fact that there's a giant bee in the backseat that's talking to both of them. But we're realizing like, all right, dude, he's either seriously messed up and he's dreaming or he's dream driving. And as it turns out, <laughs> he's dream driving. And Russell startles him out of sleep, and they crash into a whole bunch of water barrels. Were they using a lot of water barrels back in '77? I don't think. I don't know, were. man. I thought they were sand, probably at that. No, point. they were. I think it was water, wasn't it? Was I, it water? Because it goes all over the place, doesn't no, it? No, it was water in the movie, but I think it was. Like, no, no, I, no, but yeah, but I'm saying I don't think they were doing the water thing yet. No, I. But I mean, I'm sure they just had to have it for the stunt to stop the to make so, it all safe. So when they crash, the briefcase blows, explodes, and get it. All the money goes flying up in the air, and since the car's all wet now, things are sticking to the car and the windshield, and we discover there's coupon, there's, there's newspaper, they're just nicely cut pieces of paper. No money, no money. And how did that and happen? March goes. Tally, what the fuck? Tally told me she packed this herself. Uh, yeah. I love movies like this. That even though they, they, they don't tell the audience anything they don't need to know. And even for a dope like March, yep. we're not finding out either. But you don't feel insulted that they were no, holding it back. Not at all. Yeah. I do I'm this is a I, I am happy to learn everything that's happening in this movie with yes. March and uh 
Jackson. You never feel like you're being talked down to in Shane nope. Black movies, and you never feel like you're always surprised by something. You don't you you don't feel like you're being spoon fed everything. It was a diversion to get them out of the house. And they go, and they went, oh shit, Amelia and Holly. They go racing back. Yep, to the house. And between them racing back to the house, we're seeing what's going on in the house. And John Boy shows up knocking on the well, door. Well, they try to call, but Janet's on the phone. Yeah, he tried calling Janet. So you're getting a busy signal back before call waiting and really, really back before cell phones. Cell phones. Yeah. Nobody can get through. So they, they're racing over there trying to get to her. And John Boy shows up in full guise as being the family, family doctor. doctor. They get in there and immediately Holly is. Well, she's suspicious. But there's well, also the phone call. Janet oh, yeah, is Janet, on the phone. Yeah, Janet's still on the phone. Randomly just talking about the Waltons. Talking about the, Walt- <laughs> talking about the Waltons and John Boy and the thing with the hockey puck on his face. What's the actor's name that plays John Boy? The one, the, the character with the hockey puck on his face? All and, the while, we have, we're on, <laughs> we're on the left side. God damn it. Help me. Matt Bomer. So when Janet's on the phone talking to. Whoever sister, she's talking to. It's like it's her sister. Oh. Yeah, what's the name of that guy in the Waltons that plays John Boy with a hockey puck on his face? All the while, we're seeing Holly looking at her and, you know, looking, and she's in the background looking at her. And in the foreground, just to blurt out a little bit, as Matt Bummer playing, who we will soon discover, is John Boy. But it's so subtle, but you could see the mole on his left cheek. They don't focus on it nope. or anything. Until one or two shots later, and you're like, "Oh, oh God, that's it's him!" Fucking John Boy. And but she picks up on it pretty quick. Holly, oh, yeah, Holly's, Holly's already super sensitive to him, and she goes, "Doctor, would you like a cookie?" And I just made him. And then Janet's like, "That was none left." No, there is a couple. <laughs> no, there's a couple. Shut up, Janet. <laughs> and we got a little. And we got foreshadowing. We didn't know there was foreshadowing. Right early on, when Gosling when, went into well, the cookie jar, when Gosling grabbed the gun. To protect himself from, from Russell Crowe in the yeah. beginning. That's where he got his gun from, the cookie jar. So she goes over there and pulls out the gun. And he points it at John Boy and says, oh, I forget what she says to him. But basically, she's on him. She knows who he is. And then right away, he's like, oh, Holly. Holly. Yeah. And then he says, Janet, help me kill Holly. And yeah, I'll let you live. You live. As he, pulls out a straight, he pulls out a straight razor. I'm like, dude. It's about to get real fucked up nice in here. Little, I like the little dress to kill homage there with the, with the knife. Because, I mean, how many times have you seen a straight razor in a movie? Right? Yeah. Uh, well, that and Reservoir Dogs. Oh, yeah. And we never see the... Unfortunately, with this one, we don't get to see the knife be used. Cause no, it's fine, though. We don't need it. We it, it, it was more for, like, shock value. Yep. Just the thought of what it would do to those girls. It was yep. pretty horrible. Yep. Oh, dude, this is where Janet gets up and freaks out and tries... And, dude, John Boy grabs her and fucking tosses her through that window. Right as... We didn't... We, as if the line of dialogue says, Hey, Janet, let me, help me kill Holly and let you live wasn't telling enough. The threat of what was coming from Blueface's warning... No, he grabs his girl and just tosses her right out the front window. Dude, like through the glass. I mean, literally like fucking one move. Just grab right on, out, the, out the window you go. I'm disposing of you. I'm like, oh, this dude's serious. And she lands on the sidewalk right as Jackson and uh, March pull up. That's what they see. They, they see from the outside her crash. No, no, I think the, yeah. Well, they, they see her crash through the window from the outside. It's a great cut because... We're seeing it almost, it, it's almost like we see it from both POVs at the exact same time. Yeah. And then 
they're kind of sitting there in the car and then Bomer comes walking around the corner. He's going to the trunk of his car. He's like, hey, man, did you just hear something? Did you hear gunshots? Yeah, that was me. And he goes, oh, yeah, oh, yeah that was just me killing somebody. And he opens the trunk and he pulls out a machine gun and just starts spraying him. Lighting up the neighborhood. And so they go, they go running up to the house to try to hide behind everything, behind pillars, wherever they can hide. And they're just getting sprayed and they're returning fire as much as they can. And they're trying to make their way inside the house to protect the girls. He Because they don't know at this point that he's even been in the house. Right. Because the only thing, they've only seen him But they do find that. Janet lying on the sidewalk <laughs> with a broken window. See, I blame Janet's sister. Yeah. For having the boy over. Yeah, Cause Jen, exactly. Because they all would have been still over Janet's house. Yeah. Well, Amelia may have been there by herself. No, uh, maybe, no, because uh, I'm sure somebody would have stayed yeah. if Holly hadn't have been there. See, oh, then it's a different Janet. movie. Yeah, man. But totally. that's not how she It's called it. Janet's Sister. <laughs> that's the Janet's sequel. Sister, the sequel to Nice Guys. Janet's Sister, the slut. She is. Right? So now we're back in the house, and uh, they're, still, they're still shooting. I mean, he's just tearing the house up, dude. He's cutting, dude. He shoots, he, he shoots, it, he cuts down the palm tree. Yeah falls on the house he's so like this dude's so deft with with weapons that even while he's spraying with his left with the machine gun with his left hand he reaches down grabs a beretta from the trunk of his car yep. and starts shooting with the other hand like i can't tell, recall the last time i saw anybody with a handgun in one hand and a machine gun in the other actively Right. I mean, other than a video game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and this is where Crow and right, and Crow is drawing the fire, and he's you know, he's 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 drawing fire while Gosling runs the girls and he hides them in the closet. Right. The three of them. And it seems like the gunfire is not going to stop. No. And Amelia's no, just like, man. you know what? I've been on the run. It's been it's worked for me so far. I've, I'm still alive. I'm out. I'm piecing out. And she out the window. She goes yep. and. Whoosh, and eventually, Bomber gets chased off. Right. And they're like, oh, whew, thank God. And they go and then Ryan goes and we to check see, on the girls. Right. And we see him. Where's Amelia? Oh. She's gone. She, She's dead. She's dead. Out the window. Ah. Yeah. And we we cut to her running down the street. Car passes by her and she flags it down. And she opens the door and gets shot in the face, dude. I was like, what the? I remember seeing it and I was like, what the fuck just Because Bomber sees her run out and he goes, oh. But I didn't even make the connection the first time I saw it. I literally, I was like, there's no, there's no way they're, and they fucking killed her. I was like, what because well, yeah, fuck? Well, and I, I forget that it happens there, but Bomber sees her run out and he just kind of goes, oh, because she doesn't know what he looks like, but she, she doesn't know, know what, what she looks like. Yeah, exactly. And he just kind of goes, oh, and he goes, I need some help. And he's like, and they just pull wide and just like Zodiac. Yep. Down she goes. And he just drives off because we already know how methodical he is about stuff. Yeah, he's not he wasting just, any time. He doesn't nope. need to take her anyway. He just killed her. Nope. That's what I'm that's what I'm doing. That's now one of the things about this whole this movie in general is every all these deaths, they're super shockingly violent and super shockingly quick. They don't draw it out. Right. Blue face. When he gets hit by that van. If it wasn't for the nudity in the language, it, this movie doesn't get an R rating for the violence. It's not gory. It's not that bloody. Mm, we got a little bit of gore coming up. We do? Yep. Remind me. When we when we meet up with old man again? Uh, I guess so. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah it gets, there it that, is. That will get it, you it, an R every time. Clicked, that one piece. So, okay. so hey, like, on, it's all, But it's super far away. <laughs> Sure, it is still on the roof. <laughs> the camera is. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So uh, 
She's dead. Amelia's dead. Amelia's dead. So well, it, they they know what's going on now. They know about they they suspect that Kim Basinger's in. They know that she's in on it. They know that the film was going to play at the car. They got to find the movie. Right. Where's the movie? But no, they don't know she, about the. No, no, they don't. She tells him. She, she, yeah. Amelia has told him. Chet, the projectionist. So they know. They know that the movie is going to play at the car, but they don't know where the movie is. They just know that it was supposed to play at the car show. And I think it's Gosling. They're, they're, well, Chet. We got to find Chet to project. Yeah. So they're they're outside the house, and while they're outside the house is when Misty Mountain's aunt shows up. Right. She just pulls oh, up behind right. him and goes, "Hey, damn it, are you? Have do- you found Misty? <laughs> are you doing what I'm paying you to do? You stupid son of a bitch! I'm telling you, I saw her across the street. Right. Oh, no, I saw her when I drove by. I saw. Her. Take us there. So they go to Misty's house. Right. And they're kind of, and she's. Still explain to my saw she was in this pinstripe. Da, 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 and there was a desk right here, and she was sitting there behind a desk. And then Jackson says, really? Yeah, I saw a piece of wardrobe at. at uh, pinstripe jacket? Yeah, so I saw that. So then Ryan's like going, oh. And he they, starts fumbling around this tabletop, and he's kind of reaching around, like, yeah. what are you doing? All of a sudden, he hits a little, hits a little button. The, t- the tabletop splits open. Projector pops up. And the projector pops up. Yes. The projectionalist. We got to find the projectionalist. And then it's starting it's starting to hit them like, all right, so you did see your aunt. I mean, You did like, see you Misty. You did see your, ni- your niece that Puts night. It's a projection. But you saw this. And just, and so it, she's for dead? The first, for the first time. I felt bad for the old lady, yes, honestly, dude. Really? <laughs> like, oh. For, for the first time ever, Ryan Gosling Tells it like it is to a client. Yep, and he has no he has no bedside manner. None. Ah, your niece is dead. She's dead. <laughs> I've been taking your money. She's dead. <laughs> ah, sad man. Yeah, it was sad. So, it was so they're like going. Moment. So they're like, oh shit. All right. Well, we need this. We know we need to find this film. It's got and they're going to be showing it at the like LA Auto Show. We have to find Chet. Let's track him down. He's got to have it because yep. Amelia said as much. Right. They get to the hotel and I'll. And then, it's there's three of them. I mean, they've taken Holly along for the ride. Yep. Because at this point, at this they can't leave Holly by, by way, herself. Well, and just, well, the house is shut. They don't. There's nowhere to leave her. They don't go back to it again. By the way, I think Janet's dead. No, they do go back to the house. But do you see Janet later? No, you don't. You, the last time you see her is getting tossed out the window. Nah, she's in the closet with Holly and Amelia. They stuffed her in there because Gosling picked her up. They took her back in the house. Really? Yep. I was just assuming she was dead. Nah, they put her in the closet. She wasn't dead because you see her at the end of the movie. Edit. <laughs> So the three of them, Holly and March and uh, Jackson, show up at the at the LA Auto Show. Yeah, man, this is big, dude. What a great set piece this is. And I and I, by the way, I went online trying to find out, like, I, because to see what the auto show looked like, to it, see if they recreated it. No, I wanted to find out the date because we mentioned before about all of Shane Black's movies take place at Christmas time, and I was trying to verify when this was. The auto show is usually right now because it's going on right this minute in Los Angeles. It is, but but usually. It was late December and carried into January. That's what it used to be. It only changed maybe like eight, nine, ten years ago. So maybe this is a Christmas movie. I couldn't find any kind of information anywhere. But here's the thing. There's no Christmas shit anywhere. No. Nope. None. So unless they cut something out, this is the first Shane Black movie that I'm aware of written or directed by him where it's not Christmas. Because I'm pretty sure The Predator is at Christmas time. But again, I fell asleep watching it, so I don't what the uh oh yeah i think it is though the um but i think the but my vibe my feeling is that um it had to have been in the fall at least because the, the la auto show as far as i remember has never been taken never taken place in the summertime 
No, no, it's always been it's always been in December. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna say it is because all of his movies yeah. are. So why? But just to say it but is. unlike the auto show and how it's done now, it's not at a convention center. They're just at a hotel. There. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the setup is this: is that we find out that the experimental film that they shot has been spliced in to this presentation video that the car makers are going to be showing off to all the people who are there to buy cars. Right. And this is a time where from what I can tell is that this is the auto show, but this is when people are in play at the auto show are rich people. Yeah, man. That's it. People making money, making money. This is not where it was open to the public where you're paying tickets to go see the new latest cars. Nah, man, it's like an event that rich people get. This is a rich people event. There's a swanky bar. There's a, there's girls in swimming pool. It's another big party. It's almost like the porn party. Exactly. Except for this is super rich people. Yeah. Who are even filthier than porn stars. So they find out where... Well, at first, the first thing that happens is they're sitting there and uh, don't, don't, doesn't Holly over here, old man talking, and he like, it, don't you know it's not polite to eavesdrop? Well, because John... They split up again. Because John Boy's talking to him on the two-way. The two of them have split up again. But how, the projectionist did, but went how, for, did, oh. but how did John Boy find out oh, that no. it was spliced? Cause the first John, thing they show Because yeah, John Boy got Chet. Well, the first thing they find, they show up, they find out that Chet went for a drink. Went to the bar for a he, drink because they went to the, the the three of them went, went to the to room. room. Tally's up there. She tries to get all badass with him. Holly comes in and throws coffee on her. Cold coffee. Cold coffee. She says, "Why do you throw cold coffee?" And then she slips and fucking hits her head. Yep. And then they go out to look for Chet. And one of Chet's buddies said, "Oh, he said he's in the bar. He's in the bar. Thanks, buddy. Hey, how'd you know my name was Buddy? <laughs> I let Shane have that one. Yeah. Well, there you Come go. Come on, dude. Come on. I know. How'd you know my name was Buddy? <laughs> So they so they make their way down there, and in between them getting down there, John Boy finds Chet in the bar, and he says to him, "He's like, hey, uh, you the projectionist?" He goes, "Yeah." He's like, "Is a problem with the film? Film everywhere. We need you back in the room. Yeah, something happened." So he takes him, and off they go. When does the where's the David Keith thing happen? Happens right about now because they the guys split up. Healy goes off to look for Chet, right? And Ryan's like, uh, "He's he's not going to be distracted by anything. He's focused." And the Bartender says, you want a drink? Two drinks. Two drinks. Like, oh, well, shit. Free <laughs> drinks. They're free drinks. They're free, buddy. Oh, yeah. Okay. So while he's doing that, he's sitting at the bar drinking, 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 right? And uh, we don't see Holly, but Holly. Older guy. Is old, runs in, is, is like it was an eavesdropping distance of older guy. And he's on a two-way with John Boy. And John Boy's just dispatched Chet. He's actually got some information for him saying, hey, man, that movie is spliced in the presentation. It's spliced into the reel. So he's like, oh, got it. And then he starts to head up to the room. And then that David Keith like stops. He sees Holly. And he sees Holly. He goes, you know, it's not ice to eavesdrop. So he has pulls out the gun. He's got, now he's got her and. Uh, he walks up to Gosling while he's still at the bar. Because I got my revolver pointed at her ribs. Uh-oh. I'm going to put a hole in it right now. Come with me. And then we cut to Jackson finding poor Chet beaten to death. <laughs> In the he's trash. Not, he's not quite dead yet. He's but he's fucked. He's up. close. Yeah. He's he's like uh, uh, that's and that's how that's how Jackson finds out. They find it's out spliced. It's spliced in there, so they got to get up there. So everybody's racing for the projection room. They get back up there. Taya's like she's woken up from her tally. <laughs> from her concussion, knocked out, and she's trying to gather stuff up. Right. I don't think she knows. Right. She doesn't know. No, she doesn't know. She doesn't know that the film's in the... And uh, they, get to, they get to the room and... Keith yeah, David the three and... Of them, uh, the three of them, right? Keith David and uh, Gosling and Holly. Yep. Yeah. Old man Holland and Holly. 
Right. The film starts and it's playing. Film starts. And it's and everyone's everyone down at the party turns. Goes, ah, looking at the giant, the, the giant golf clap, pro- giant projection the screen. screen on the side of the building. We see Gil Gerard standing there, silhouetted. Yeah, Gil Gerard, man, that's just still blows me away. Anyway, so they're all, everyone's all super excited, like, oh, what's this? And up on the roof, yeah, this is where we Gosling got, and older guy are up there. Now they're going for it. Fist, there's a good fist fight. It's a decent fist fight, right? But it's a decent because Gosling. He really can't fight. I mean, no. March can't fight. No, but he's lucky. He's right. like Domino in Deadpool too. Right, <laughs> shit just kind of goes his way. And then as older guy starts to go over the side, he grabs onto Holly. Right, and then Gosling grabs grabs a hold of him and pulls his arm away, and they both go over while Holly remains Dude. safe on the roof. Right, and they're falling. There's a long fall toward it. And they're like, there's a swimming pool. And Gosling goes in, and oh, old man does not go in. Yeah, and he explodes. On he explodes in this crimson and the crimson stain on the it, sidewalk. It is such a. I mean, there's like nothing left of him. Like it, from the from that top view, it just looks like it looks like a it looks like a human jelly bean exploded. And it's, it's so gnarly. And like if someone you dropped watch, a jar of jam. And when you watch it, the, the even though it's that part of it's kind of CG. You see chunks of it land in the pool. Yeah, it's totally. So gross, even it's though fucking gross. Even though the POV is still from the top of the from yep. the roof of this building. No man, that's right out of like that's like out of stick or like uh, yeah, yeah, that's out of one of those or that's one of the, one of those like eighties Burt Reynolds movies. Man, uh, again, very much like Rockford. But when that happens, Holly goes back to the projection room and he sees Tally in the room. Right, but she doesn't know where the film is. No, she doesn't know. So she goes, hey, you want the film? And Holly tricks her into thinking that the reel, you know, has everything on it. Right. So what they do, they they fling it out. It's a total MacGuffin for everybody involved. We know that it's spliced into the film. We know the thing is playing is eventually going to get to it. Yep. And what's and that reel, the can that's being thrown out the window is just bullshit. Is so it's either no, empty or it's the wrong film. Tally goes sliding out the window to catch it. See you, Tally. See you, Tally. That's what you pay back for messing with Ryan's heart. That's right. Tramp. So now that just kicks off a chain reaction. We follow the rolling can. Yes. And through, and now the cops are there, and John Boy is fucking killing. Dude, it's like turning to people running. There's machine gun fire. He's, man, he's not. He's like a one-man army. He is. It's rough, John man. Boy. He's just killing everybody. And But now Ryan's made his way back out of the pool, too, and yep. he's getting involved he's in down all this. There and he runs into Healy, and he's like, how did you get down here? Did you? Did you jump? Did you? Did you fall? <laughs> did you fall again? He's fallen. Yes, God, he's fallen right into the midst of things. <laughs> so Gosling runs for cover, jumps behind this car. It's on a. It's on, it's on a, a turn. It's on a lazy Susan, and he he's kind of like just waiting for his moment to stand up and start taking fire. And he starts <laughs> giving fire back anyway. And he and as he stands, he doesn't realize he's on a turntable. And he stands up and he's like, where the fuck did he go? He's, you know, he's pointed then, the wrong and way. And now he's completely wide open to John Boy who's not taking shots at him. Oh, my gosh. That whole sequence is so hysterical. Oh, man. It's it's super like, it gets Keystone cop, but it's it's funny, man. It's real right. fun. I mean, dude, it might as well have Benny Hill music. Yes. And, 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 be, and before the gunfire starts, we even point out this the the porn portion it just starts. Uh, just starts. 
So you're seeing a little bit of it was going on. So there's Misty Mountains at yeah. the desk in the blazer. And the reason why we don't need all the BS, we know what's on the video. We know right. what was shot. We know what it was about. Yep. It's just juxtaposition of what's going on. <laughs> uh, so, dude, there's, I mean, it's it's total chaos. And then it's funny. Everybody seems to find a place to hide except for the four parties involved. Correct. Everybody's hidden. But there's a couple of... There's a couple... A couple of, of other hoodies. Yeah, well, those are that, Bill Gerard's dudes. Yeah. Who he dispatches to get get that can. So you, that's when you realize that, oh, man, that's... This is definitely... This isn't... The big three you're definitely behind is Detroit is behind all of yeah, man, this. Totally. It's pretty crazy. And it, it, so eventually what happens is Ryan... You know, Gosling catches up to... Sorry. Well, Healy, sorry, Healy catches up to John Boy. Yeah, and the two of them are going at it. They're going at hard. Yeah, dude. And and I just kept thinking to myself, is like, man, you you can't take that dude's mitt punching you in the face. (laughs) His hands are as big as your head, John boy. Just they're they're going at it, and I was, and and then Jackson pulls back his hand, and he's got a he's got a a grenade ring (laughs) pinned around his finger. He's like, what the? (laughs) And then he's and then John boy realizes like. Dude, he pulled a pin on the grenade. It's, it's in my jacket. So he starts, <laughs> he struggles to get the jacket off and he goes and throws it and it lands on one of Gil Gerard's thugs. <laughs> <laughs> he just explodes. Yeah, man. It's real. It's really, it's, it's really a fun that this last sequence is real fun. The other thug is cha- him and Gosling are now on a, yeah. a foot chase. And he's got the, 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 thug, the other, this other thug's got the real. Which is nothing we don't, but we Gosling doesn't, doesn't know, know that. He, yeah. He's chasing after. He's trying to track it down. What happens to the guy with the reel? Gets hit by a car. He's hit by a car, right? Yeah, yeah. It's hit by a car. Can goes. Gosling's got the car, the can now, and uh, Jackson is Jackson <laughs> and John Boy are uh, continue to fight. Jackson now. Jackson has him in a very familiar place, very yeah. much like Blueface. He's choking him out. He's choking him out, and he's going to kill him. He's and, just. But he, they're on this roof that's just right outside this window that they crashed through when they were fighting. Yep. And Holly comes running out. Mr. Healy, don't do it. Please don't. And he goes, and he's just, he's not even, he goes, Holly, go away. Holly, <laughs> Holly, and, go. And, and, he go, and he goes, if you if you kill him, I'll never speak to you again. He immediately just stops. He, he says, goes, you owe your life to a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> that's what he says. Yeah, it's the right? best line. <laughs> you owe your life. Yeah, you owe your life to a 13-year-old girl. So good, and again, that's the the whole the whole relationship between the two of them was leading up to that moment yeah. where he she just her good nature rubbed off on a guy we know and we were first introduced to. He's a pretty he's a he's a low life, yeah yeah. And so we get to see we see a serious arc between both of them, but his arc is probably the most defined. Jackson, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because we, we, Ryan Gosling, he may be a piece of shit, but we know he still cares about somebody. He cares about his daughter. Yeah. But we don't ever see Russell Crowe care right. about anybody. Yep. Yeah. He's not weepy crying, but he's, he's but he's not, he's not a softy, but he's like going, you know what? That girl's respect well, means more to me than me killing you. Yeah. Well, I mean, also he, he couldn't save Amelia. Right. But he could. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, justice is served. John Boy's going to jail. Maybe. Maybe. Kim Basinger going to jail. Maybe. Maybe. Because we cut to. Because what is good for Detroit is good for America. That's right. We find this out. These are her words. Yeah. When they're sitting in a, 
a little uh, like a, a pellet cord or something yeah. uh, wherever they're and at. the two of them are sitting together these two benches back to back and then she comes you know Judith comes in and sits down with her back to them knowing you're just like you're going yeah I may be going away but somebody else is coming that's just because I hired you guys to protect my daughter from Detroit Detroit sent John Boy to come kill my daughter there's going to be somebody else this isn't over right yeah there's going to yeah, be man. Well, it's like the Hydra thing. You cut off the heads, and there's just one's going to grow yeah. back in its place. Right. It's just, you know, it's kind of the moral of the story. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know. But then we cut to, uh, you know, margaritas. It's margarita time. Yeah, man. Russell Crowe is shit-faced. <laughs> Dude, right? He's he does in a bar. He is shit-faced. Shit-faced drunk, smoking a cigar. And one thing we need to point out, too. and this He hasn't is had a drink the entire movie. You don't, you don't talk about him being in a program or being a former alcoholic or just, I don't drink anymore. Here's just one or two moments in the party scene at the beginning or near the beginning where he has a drink and he sets it down. He never touches it. He doesn't even like look at it crooked. He just sets it down. Yep. So this is the reveal. Like he's like drinking. You're drinking again. He's like, oh, you're (laughs) drinking again. So that's a good start. Right. (laughs) So he pulls out an ad that's inside of uh, the yellow pages. Right? Yeah. And it says the nice guys, private investigation. And there's illustrations of a, a headshot for each of them, but it's illustrated. And what's the line? Because you look like... you look. Why do I look Filipino? I look Filipino, so you do. Why do you look like more like you're Mexican? Well, you know, that's a direct, that's a direct, uh, that's a direct nod to the Rockford Files because that, that, uh, the, uh, the ad in the yellow page is, is looks just like Jim Rock. That's right. like, that looks like the Rockford Files. Right. So, yeah, man. And he so, keeps and he keeps his gun in the cookie jar, just like J.M. Rockford. That's right. Yeah, man. That is nice, guys. That's nice, guys. God damn, that was good, dude. If you don't own this movie, I'll buy it for you. <laughs> no, I won't. Uh, I, I I'll would, loan you my copy. I would bet money. <laughs> okay, so you got your copy. Didn't your, Look, did your brother have your copy for like forever? Uh, he has a copy. Oh, I did you buy it again? <laughs> well, here's what's funny. I uh, I loaned it to my brother. Never got it back. I bought a copy of it apparently, but I also had like a industry screener for it Jeez. that I never opened. Right. <laughs> so it's funny because I never opened the Blu-ray and I think I probably bought it like a year ago because I wanted to watch it and I never opened it. I just was sitting there and I was like, that's what, when I said, should we do nice guys? Because I was looking at it. It was like that weird moment, that reveal. Hey, what about nice guys? When we were talking about what yes. we should cover this week. It's when you get movies like this that haven't made it anywhere. Um, that didn't do well, particularly, even if it does find an audience down the line, you know, it, you're going to get good deals on them, but you know what, even if you, even if you're paying 10 bucks for it, it's so worth having owning the behind no. the scenes are fun too. Dude, there's some great little, there's some great little featurettes on it. The behind the scenes stuff's funny. Uh, there's some outtakes on it. It's good stuff. Right. I'm surprised it didn't end up as a, like a Warner Brothers, like two pack with this and Kiss Kiss. I really did. I'm surprised that they weren't. Right. I mean, you know, that's probably going to happen at some point. Maybe they get a third movie. They'll be a trilogy. Yeah. Both, I, of, both, by the way, both of these movies we mentioned, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Nice Guys, were produced by Silver Pictures. And Joel Silver has a history with, with, with Shane and a long standing history. I mean, the man broke into the business with by Joel Silver buying Lethal Weapon. So that was, it was literally the beginning of his career. And he's done a lot of stuff for him. You know, he, Last Boy Scout, he, he obviously wrote Lethal Weapon 2, and except for some minor changes where Riggs was supposed to die. But seriously, 
if you don't own it, add it to your library. Because even if it, even if it's ten bucks, it's still worth it. It's such a great movie, it's such a fun movie, and do you, you're going to get performances that you haven't seen before. You, you know what I want to say real quickly because we kind of glossed over it, but Chet, the projectionist, is the son of Val Kilmer. Right, and as which, you're saying it, I remember that. Yeah, which we I, I meant to say it earlier. I just we were you know we we get to that where we're just talking and blah blah blah. The projectionist. Yeah, the projectionist. <laughs> Anyway, so that's nice, guys. Um, yeah. So if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow Corey on Twitter at Corey Culp and the official at Karate Pod. You can follow Freddie at Raven Shattuck on Twitter and Rock and Roller 33 on your Instagram or mine. We hope everybody enjoyed their holidays. Just keep yourself close to people that love you. And if you don't, go see a movie. Yeah, man. Lots or, of people love you or, at the movies. Yeah, everybody loves you at the movies. Peace yeah. out. <laughs>